You're about to listen to another episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss and sometimes even solve some interesting HR problems. And I'm going to go off the rails sometimes and talk about whatever I want. All right, everybody, welcome to today's uh, podcast, What the Hell Just Happened in HR, as is our habit. We're going to be pulling up some kind of question and answering it. We're going to be looking at something that just happened in HR. Um, I'm joined today by Michelle Richards, who is one of our uh, senior experts in uh, over at the Cedar HR Solution Center, which is that bank of experts who take phone calls from all of our members and answer questions. Our third person on this podcast is Amanda. Amanda is our novice. Amanda is here to ask <laughs> um, good and stupid and any kind of question that Amanda yeah. comes up with as <laughs> as we go along. So anyway... Uh, welcome and um, Michelle, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Paul. Thank you. you. Thanks doing... for that kind introduction, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of, we've been doing the podcast and sometimes we have two people and sometimes we have three. And so we determined after the last one that I probably should explain who I'm talking to and why. Uh, I love that. Okay. Well, Michelle is a fan favorite. So, you know, oh my the gosh. fans love her. Um, the expectations are soaring over so here. Awesome. Sweaty palms, you guys. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just get into the, into the topic um, before I completely space out and forget what I was going to ask. So, Paul, yeah. we recently wrote an article uh-huh. about can employees or should employees share rooms when they're traveling? Oh, yeah. That was a hot topic. Was it really? It really was. And I, oh, yeah. I know how I feel about it. It's always in... We get a lot of questions about it anyways. So we thought, hey, let's let's chat about that because people want to know. Uh-huh. Not only that question, but there's some other questions that come up that aren't directly related to although, you know, do I have to pay? Obviously, you know, there's so, a whole analysis for that. So something about uh, we're going to talk about going out to meetings and stuff. And you're exactly. sending out the team and can you put them all in one big bunk room? Can you like rent an Airbnb <laughs> at a ranch and put everybody in the same room um, or... Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yep. okay. All right. So I just wanted to, I have to, I like to start these with a story. Our one <laughs> listener out in North Carolina, Kenny, um, if you're listening, Kenny, you know who we're talking about and I'm not going to name the person. Uh, every year, Kenny and I get together uh, along with other friends and we go on a, a kind of a festival camping trip for several days. And over the years, um, we've progressed or regressed, however you want to look at it. <laughs> Kenny and I used to be younger 20 years ago, or I used to be younger. I, and I w- we would chop our way into the woods and set up this big campsite and we'd string tarps and people would come in. And sometimes we'd have as many as 10 people, tw- 12 people in the campsite and everybody would be in their own tents. Just bear with me, Michelle. I swear I'm this, this has this has an application here. Um, <laughs> but over the years, um, as as I don't live in North Carolina anymore, which is where we do our, our have our fun together, what we've done is rent an RV. And and now I'm coming back to the subject here because what happens is is that me and Kenny, Kenny's wife, and, and me and it's usually another friend or two end up in an RV. We try to rent a big enough RV, and and um, and we have one member of our team who snores and I mean when I, I say grew up s- with a bunch of snores you. so when I say snore I mean it's a good it's 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 real like is there a bear out there it's a bear in there and it's in the <laughs> RV with me we've been breached and so so um you know if I've got to get up and go uh, work in the in the communal kitchen at at eight o'clock in the morning I I need to get my sleep 
And if you're out there traveling and going to a seminar or a conference, you need to get your sleep. And so I just want to make that point. When you were talking about it, I was like, I know how I feel about this. Everybody gets their own room. However, if I don't know if anybody's noticed or not, but it's very expensive to fly your people just on the planes alone now. It's like double or triple of what it was pre-pandemic. And the hotels aren't giving away their rooms for free either. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what I find is when we go to these conferences, the hotels are actually jacking the prices of, of their rooms up. You know, so the special price we get is the double price as, <laughs> as participants. So putting everybody in their own room, you're sending 10, 12, 15 employees, or even if you're only sending five, begins to get very expensive. So there's a, uh, there's a balance there, right? There really is. And the approach we take is, okay, legally, mm-hmm. what do you need to do? Because right. we need to cover our base there. Right. Well, legally, you can do really whatever you want with that. There's not a law about employees needing to have their, their own, own space. Their own space. Yeah. Now, things get gray, right? They get a little hairy. Um, right. The snoring happens. The um, dynamic of two employees oh, being in a very crazy... private area we've... alone together. Oh, I yeah. mean, the stories, yeah. right, that we've seen come through unexpectedly most but of the time. As a result of two people being in the same room together. Exactly. I mean, the problem or, or, or the thing, the thing, it, not everything is a problem, but the thing was always there. But you don't learn about the thing. You don't get exposed to the thing until two people are in the same room together. And let's I'm, name the thing. Well, the thing could be... Um, a medical this, condition, or right? Or when a person drinks, they get obnoxious. <laughs> and if you send them to their own room at, at 1130 mm-hmm. and they can just be in their own room with their own texting and doing whatever they do, that's a different story than having them in a room with someone else where they begin to just say stupid things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's it really the takeaway here is can you do it? Yes. Should you do it? Mm, we would recommend to keep them separate. If you can afford it, let's house them separately, keep them in separate rooms. It's usually going to be worth the cost um, so that you later on don't have to deal with mm-hmm. a major headache, you know, of something, an, a big HR problem mm-hmm. happening that could put you in some hot water. So a good point, Michelle, um, is you said a major ha- HR thing happening. So just so we're clear here, from the moment you all leave from, from you know, uh, wherever Idaho and you jump on the plane and you go to Vegas or you go to Orlando or you go to New York City to the big conference till you get back you are essentially they they're your employees there is some kind of employment relationship going on exactly i mean it, you don't you don't get out of it so what happens in the uh, hotel room doesn't just stay in the hotel room it now becomes your problem exactly and to make a quick point on that mm-hmm. the rebuttal might be well they're not clocked in yeah, well, that's just well, what do you have to say to that? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's not it, they're it, still your employees. <laughs> it's still an employment situation yeah. because you are controlling them to a certain degree, and mm-hmm. and you are you tell them uh, um, the employee handbook. You, you know, if you use our form, you say, look, nothing's changed here, mm-hmm. and you can do that. You can kind of say it to everybody. Our rules still apply. You know, sexual harassment still not okay. All those things that are forbidden in the employee handbook while at work are still okay to enforce um, while you're out on a company-sponsored trip. Um, I, Michelle, the approach that I'd like for them to take is to say we're going. You know this is expensive. I'm, I'm happy to do this to sponsor this. I want as many people who want to go to go. 
I'm asking for you guys to talk amongst yourselves. And if any of you are okay bunking together, just let me know. Mm-hmm. And we'll make arrangements to get two queen beds in that room or, you know, whatever that looks like. But if, if, if you need to be on your own, just tell me. And I'm happy to put the room together on, on my own. I love that approach. Very yeah. human. Yep. And as an employee, I mm-hmm. would be very receptive to that because yeah. there may be some people I feel comfortable yeah. sharing a room with that I have a friendship outside of work with. Um, still doesn't completely take away a pot- possibility, but no. it's less likely to happen. You know, realistically, chances are very low if two friends are sharing a room yeah. um, on a trip. So, yeah. and, and although women run the, the business of healthcare, care um, and our listeners, dental offices, you know, urgent care, you know, everybody that we service out there. There are men, and we just want to be clear, you want to separate that. You just don't let the two sexes um, uh, room together. Not that that anything inappropriate or it can't be done in a completely copacetic way, Mm -hmm. but it is one of those things that I think where um, you're better as an employer to just kind of split everybody up. Absolutely. Yep. And one of the points that your the article that we released made was that employees, um, you know, we don't want to make assumptions either. Right. right? That, hey, two women are comfortable staying in the same room. Two men are comfortable. That's why you present it to your employees, Mm -hmm. ask them who feels comfortable. And then on the back end, you know, you have your own (laughs) your own line, your own boundaries that as an employer, you're not going to let an employee cross when it comes to sleeping arrangements like that. So um, if we have time i'd like to ask one more yeah do it travel yeah. question okay to you, travel Paul. Question. we get this question a lot can i keep my employees from drinking when they go to vegas oh my gosh <laughs> so we get that question we do well really? not vegas specifically okay but, but you use vegas because that makes sense yeah, yeah. yeah i mean if yeah. you're going to somewhere in ohio i don't know but if, if you would like there. if you would like to pay them um 24 7 then you can regulate what they do when they're not on the clock so, because they are on the clock, right? Exactly. So, if they're going out for three days and you say, look, I'm paying for every minute, I'm paying all the overtime that we're going to occur here, and I don't want anybody drinking, then I think you can get away with that. I think you can make that a, a um, you can make that a rule. Otherwise, within the context of everybody's at work, but everybody's not actually at work once they're not at work and you're at an away event, meaning that at six o'clock when the seminar is over and everybody can go on their way and go to Disneyland or go do whatever it is they want to do, um, you don't have control over them. So it's no different than any place else um, at, 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 in your in your home office. When they leave the office, they can go have a glass of wine or do whatever they want to as long as they're not at work. Certainly, you can regulate. They can't drink on the plane. You can tell them, can't drink on the plane. Yep. You can tell them, can't drink during the conference. Uh, you can <laughs> regulate while they're on the clock and while you have some control over them. But you have to give up control because as soon as you don't and you try to regulate what they're doing off-duty, they're at work. Exactly. Yeah. And that sometimes is a disappointing answer, you know, to yeah. to, to some that are asking. And, and I get why, you know, mm-hmm. they've probably seen some situations happen that they don't want to repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. But here's where you can limit is you can say, hey, don't wear the practice uniform. Right. Don't wear our branded shirts mm-hmm. when you go in and participate in your own activities, because are you representing the practice or not? Right. Mm-hmm. And so you, you can you can draw that line there. So that answer is yes. You can yeah. say, um, you know, don't represent us in that way. But, you know, whatever you do on your own time is your own time. I, I think, too, just I'll throw this in and because it's, you know, what the hell just happened in HR is we went out on a company trip and we just talked about, you know, how much of their behavior you can regulate. And, and we talked about rooming and, and, and accommodations and stuff. 
You could, you can though, you could regulate saying that when we're in mixers and doing stuff like that, if there's alcohol there, I would like for you to not participate in that if that's what you want to do, or at least put some kind of statement out there saying, look, you're still representing us. We're talking to people. I don't want anybody out there doing crazy stuff and drinking to excess. Exactly. But again, you're trying to regulate maybe off-duty behavior. Um, and if any of you are like, wait a minute, I don't pay for any of this stuff. You need to go search our blogs and learn that you, you are paying. Uh, when, they, when you do a company-sponsored trip to go to something where, where it's associated with the work that you do, you can't just not pay people to go. But there are lots of things you can know about that to mitigate both the amount that you have to pay and the risk. And everything that I'm hearing, Paul, is plan ahead. Yeah. Plan ahead. Go through the scenarios in your mind. Yep. What's worst case scenario? And just plan for it. It's hopefully it doesn't happen, but that's kind of our job. Sometimes it, it seems like a downer. You know, we think yeah. of all of what's the worst case here. Here comes HR one. I know. I just I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but if you plan, um, then hey, some things happen outside of your control, but you did your best to mitigate the opportunity for that to happen. I can see Amanda because Amanda's remote today. I can see her and I can see her at the wheels turning. She's like, I'm not going to any more of these stupid meetings. If I can't drink afterwards. Or... <laughs> I'm like, conferences? Wait. What conferences? Um, no, thank you. <laughs> all right. What the hell just happened in HR? We just kind of went over a couple of the little things that you have to think about when you're, when you're taking employees to conferences where... Um, they're going to have to stay overnight. And there's much more on this subject. Go search our blog for do I have to pay travel time and those those sorts of things. Go Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on well, that. That was so much fun. No. Gosh, I feel like HR right now. I'm ready to go to a conference. No, you're not. Get crazy. Yeah, get crazy. <laughs> Just kidding. Noted. Note. <laughs> Don't send Michelle to any conferences go to the where HR any fun happens. And make, the, yeah, make the note for Michelle. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening Thank to you. this episode. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened? Do Paul a favor and share this with your network. If you have an HR issue or a question you'd like us to discuss on the show, send it to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. For more HR advice and insights from Paul and his team of experts, you can also join the private Facebook group, HR Basecamp or visit hrbasecamp.com. Make sure you tune in next week and remember, better workplaces make better lives.